Today I have a treat for you. Um, this is not a solo cast, today's podcast, but a conversation with Joanne Fisher, who is a body talk specialist, and she specializes in prenatal healing, stress reduction, and birth preparation for parents, families, and the womb baby. And it is a fascinating conversation that will open up a world of inspired um, and intrigue and uh, possibility for your birth experience, as well as, you know, even later on in life, understanding your own wellness and how your birth story and the events of your early life is um, integral and also um, very much part of what you're experiencing now, what your children might be experiencing now, and also um, understanding the agency you have in what can happen for you moving forward. So um, I hope you enjoy this fascinating conversation It was so fun, and it is really way up in my wheelhouse of interest as well, um, because I am just all about how to reconnect uh, our families and ourselves with with ourselves, and as well as our um, lineage, our parents, um, ancestors, etc., and how that can bring forth not only healing in this lifetime, but also healing for the whole family and also the whole lineage so that we can move into a newer, deeper um, uh, life experience for all of us. So I hope you enjoy this. It was it was so fun. And um, see you on the flip side. All right. So one quick word before we begin today with the topic at hand, and that is about what you might not know that I do. <laughs> and two of those things are coming up. Um, there is a registration coming up for my Take Back Your Health and Power program. And that program is for the public, for you. It's an intimate program and only 10 people are accepted. And it's not about whether you're good enough or not. It's about dedication. It's about what you really want in your life. And it's about um, keeping this group intimate and sacred. So there's only a certain amount of people that are accepted into the program. And um, it's usually on a first come first serve basis. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Nobody's being compared. We're just, everybody's welcome. We just can only do, you know, so many at a time. So that's coming up. And um, if you're interested in that, let me know. Um, All of my contact information is in the show notes. And there's also a a version of it that is for people who are wanting to just explore more about how we do this, how we become the living invitation, how our own journey into deep wellness can shine a light or become a beacon or be an invitation for others to do the same. And that could be people who are teachers, who are uh, parents, who are mentors in some capacity, who are just interested in um, moving our collective human species into a space of wellness and love 
um, and out of a place of disempowerment, disenchantment, disconnect, and perhaps, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual dis-ease. So um, what we do in the program is just beautiful. Um, It's an unpacking of varying, um, what would I say, topics that we spread out over the course of 12 sessions. And in the mentors edition, we do another 12 sessions the next day. So Sundays, we do everyone. And on Mondays, the people who are wanting to dig even deeper into, um, you know, topics such as communication and becoming interdependent rather than codependent coach and client, you know, like putting the soul back into support, Um, all of those things, you know, looking in the mirror (laughs) rather than looking without and, and thinking that we need to fix everyone, how to empower people or show people their own empowerment, um, you know, in their own journey. And so we dig into all of those topics and explore all of those, um, things that come up for us as human beings in relationship with others and, you know, forging healthy relationship in these roles that we play as parents, as, as teachers, as mentors, stewards, guides, lighthouses, midwives, mid, um, people, (laughs) whatever role that you might want to call that. So, so, um, that's one thing. Another thing is my practitioner training program. And I, I don't love the word practitioner, although if we can reclaim that word to mean um, a practice as in we are intending to do, to have a role um, in maybe our vocation or our purpose, doesn't even have to be a job in the sense of health coach or deep wellness coach, Um, but this program is a deeper exploration of the whole role of doing this work out in the world. And the bigger picture is not only an individual shifting, um, you know, out of dis-ease and into wellness, deep wellness, but on that level of collective shifting of our culture, of how we approach health and well-being. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a bigger program and it's the Cadillac of my programs. So again, I can only accept a certain amount of people in the program and it's not about I shouldn't even use the word accept. It's more like I can only I, I can only take on so many so that I can really focus on you. So again, there's more information about that program in the show notes. And if you are interested in very interested and serious about exploring what would be the most important configuration for you and if this is a good fit for you, if this is something that is the next step for you, if you're excited and compelled and want to um, do more um, in the in the areas that you may be listening to in the podcast so far and, and more to come, um, yeah, c- contact me through the information in my show notes. 
All right. So that said, um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. All right, so this is Carla Atherton, Director of the Healthy Family Formula and Carla Atherton Inspired. And today I have decided to do not a solo cast, but actually a conversation. I don't even want to call it an interview. I want to call it a conversation with um, Joanne Fisher, who is actually local to me, which is really cool because a lot of people that I work with are not local to me. We're on the internet, which is really lovely, but it's kind of nice to have someone nearby. And uh, we found each other and had the most glorious conversation about birth and um, prenatal and postnatal and all of these different issues and and um, topics that were relating to how birth um, and our birth stories uh, really actually stem into or not stem into become the foundation for our well-being later in life. And there's so much more to unpack there, but I don't even want to, I, I don't even want to start. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow Joanne to start the conversation on that. But what I'm going to do first is introduce her by reading a bit about the author, because she has written a book called Easy Pregnancy, Easy Birth. And I'm going to read the, um, her bio from that book. And then we're going to get started with some questions that I have for her. And uh, I'm just so looking forward to this. So her name is Joanne Fisher, and she's the world's leading body talk birth keeper. And she guides people in a completely different approach to understanding pregnancy and birth. So she specializes in prenatal healing, stress reduction, and birth preparation for both the parent, the mother, and the womb baby. So they can have a satisfying pregnancy and birth no matter what even if it doesn't go according to plan A. And <laughs> she says plan A, because there's always a plan B or C or D, because we are fluid and flowing. And this is the whole point of her work is to show people um, to be to teach people to be more conscious in this process, so that we can be flexible in whatever happens and whatever comes our way. And I just love that so much. So she's been working to help uh, new and expectant families to heal, prepare for, and be supported in their birth since 2011. And so with advanced training in body talk therapy, certification as an infant sleep educator, nearly two decades as a yoga teacher, extensive knowledge of pregnancy and birth, fetal consciousness, mind-body psychology, and a degree in exercise science, she brings a diverse background to this work. So um, she is excited to be, to share her radical wisdom with you. I am excited for her to share her radical wisdom with you. And um, radical actually means the truth. <laughs> so uh, welcome, 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 Joanne. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right. So to get started, uh, I'm just going to talk for like a one more, okay, like one more minute. 
All right. And and again, I promise this is not a solo cast as it usually is. Um, So one more minute. So one of the things I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows who's listening is that I've been working on a project, I guess it'd be a project, a program, um, a a consciousness shifting project, I would suppose, I suppose I could call it, where um, myself and a couple of other coaches that I've trained in my practitioner training program wanted to launch three years ago. And it is about this whole concept, and it's not a concept, this movement toward returning to conscious parenting, conscious birth, conscious living, basically, but starting right from the beginnings of our, you know, this, the soul journey right now, this, this, this baby landing in this body at this time with this particular soul pod, this particular mother. And all that's entailed with that. So moving like really far away from the medicalized model of birth, uh, childbirth and birth, the medicalized model of parenting, uh, the ones that I really see that can be divisive. And um, and I suppose, uh, and sometimes even traumatizing and moving way away from that to something that we could have without without any finger waving, without any, um, you know, puritanical ideas, but really just opening us up to a really a beautiful experience of like even preconception, conception, pregnancy, childbirth, all through that into the early years and then into adulthood and how important that whole process is when we're conscious about it. So I when I talked to you, Joanne, I was so excited to um, learn more about your work and how you use um, particular modalities. And we're going to get into that as well, to open that up for people and have their births and their and all these things not only be easier, but also healing at the same time. Do you want to comment on that a little bit? Oh, yes. And so with my practice, a large portion of it is recognizing that there's always this mirroring, this reflection of our old wounds and anything new that's showing up in our life, that it's always our old stuff getting shown back to us so that we can heal it. Mm. And so we're having complications with our own birth. It's often wanting us to look back and heal from our previous birth. If you were born by C-section, there's a higher probability that you will end up with having a C-section for your, at least your first birth. Right. For you to work through that baggage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just the C-section itself. It's not like the, like literally the, the event, but it can be, but what is it pointing towards? So it goes deeper than that, right? It's like the C-section is happening again. Why? Because there is something else to be learned in this process. Absolutely. There's, I look at life like a big giant spiral that our stuff will just keep coming around and showing up. It'll whisper at us. Mm. And if we don't listen to it, it'll come around and it'll poke us a little harder. It'll come around. And if we don't deal with and listen with to our different things, it's eventually going to give us a real reason to listen, which is where we're going to end up with big, you know, life-changing experiences to listen to it. So one example in this kind of concept was a, a client of mine who we found through the body talk work that they really wanted him to be a girl and his family was like devastated when they were, when he was born and they realized he was a boy Mm -hmm. and 
he was fine with the arrival of his first two daughters. But when the son came, he went into a big bout of depression. Wow. And and really disconnected, threw himself into his work and just, you know, didn't want to face, you know, the reality of his family with the son. And so as we've been digging back into the story and we uncovered his origin story of his birth into the world and the rejection he received and how he mirrored it back into the rejection of his own son. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So here, let's do this. Okay. Let's back up to, um, okay. The whole, okay. So (laughs) now we've, we've started off really complicated. So I want to back up and simplify a little bit. Okay. So let's Let's go, let's go back Pardon me? Let's start with explaining the four baskets. Okay. Yes, for sure. Let's do that. I was actually even going, going back to even that whole mind body concept or, um, like the two, like the mind and body. So there's always a reflection of the physical manifestation, but it's always in the emotional or the ancestral or the, like the, 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 that body that is reflected in the, like, so symptoms are signs, right? Symptoms or signs. So as a body talk practitioner, the basis of the whole process of body talk is your body is communicating to you. It is talking to you. When you have physical symptoms, be it physical pain or anxiety or just a trigger, somebody pushing your buttons, it is trying to communicate something to you that there's always a bigger, deeper story Mm -hmm. waiting for you to understand. And when we can listen to the story and understand the story and the story is heard then the story doesn't need to be communicated anymore. And so then the pain doesn't have to exist anymore. It's no longer needed to be Mm -hmm. communicating to you. Mm -hmm. And so that's the process of healing is just simply listening to the communication. Yeah. And so everything that's happening in our body is happening in our mental, emotional realm. Yeah. And an easy way for people who are new to this kind of these kinds of concepts and ideas is that like, if you look at a a symptom as a sign, so even let's just say it's all on the physical level, which it never is, by the way, but let's just say it's on the physical level and use my migraine when I had migraines as an example. Okay, so what I what I didn't know, starting out early on was that I actually had some agency in that. I actually had all the agency in that. And the reason why my migraines were showing up, and let's just say on the physical level, was because I was deficient in D, vitamin D, high, like really deficient, vitamin B. And so I had a crap diet and I had a history of shut, dumbing my body down, right? So I would just take medication like I thought everybody did. So I was, I was 18 years old. I thought that's what you did. You took pills when you had pain. And I didn't actually realize that pain was a teacher. And pain was telling me to look here, look here. And the more I dumbed that down, the less I wanted to look because we are taught in our culture that pain is bad and pain is not bad. And actually, I I do want to actually say to you, talk to you about that because you talk about pain-free birth and all that stuff. We want, we want to get into that for sure. But generally speaking, there's no good or bad. It just is. And so it's talking to you. It's, it's communicating to you. It's telling you to look in a specific area and sometimes it's part of the healing process so it took me years to learn that but before that I learned that 
it, oh, I was also drinking coffee. So I stopped drinking coffee. I, I had a better diet. I stopped taking pills and I, and I actually supplemented with vitamin B. I don't need to do that anymore. I don't have to do that anymore because I get plenty of sun and I eat really well. And I just, I naturally, my body doesn't need to exhibit that symptom anymore. Now, what we're talking about is that that's, there's also another layer. It's not just the physical layer. There's also something that could be going on that's on the emo in the emotional body. What would you say? Like, uh, or also this communication in your work. Oh, and I'm going to go too far again, but this communication between yourself and this other being that's being, you know, that's growing in your body. Right. So there's, there's this also this two way communication that's happening there. So there, the symptoms aren't only, or, I don't even want to use the word symptom. I'm going to use the word sensation. Okay. Something, whatever's exhibiting in your body is, is because there's something being communicated to you either by your body, your own psyche, your own unconscious, or, or also that of that baby that the fetus and then, right. So do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so our physical pain can be from all the different layers within our own stuff, but our baby's yeah. also trying to communicate with us as well. I remember with my youngest, I was getting body work done. I was having a whole bunch of hip pain and the practitioner, you know, we figured out that he was sitting breach and pushing my hip out of alignment. And mm -hmm. by just that realization and that consciousness, you know, it's like, Hey, you're uh, kind of hurting me here. And that night he flipped and we were good. Right. And being able to communicate and to work with our children, it was quite neat. I often mm -hmm. find when babies are malpositioned, they're trying to communicate something to us and that there's other needs. And I think at that point, he just wanted me to tune in and connect with them a bit more. Well, it's interesting, too, because that's like a whole nother level, a whole nother level of our children being our teachers. Because I love in your book how you said you actually have a few suggestions for books to read, and I have them all, by the way. Um, but one of them I would add, too, is, you know, Naomi Aldort's work is about raising our children, raising ourselves. And and you say in your book as well that this is like, you know, we're it th that those lessons are always our own. They're not actually lessons for our kids and they're for our, you know, they're actually they're, they're mirrors and they're. They're things to look within ourselves and our, and those little souls are actually teaching us something about where we can look. It's almost like, it's like also inner child work, right? We, it's like that child, inner child is having a tantrum. We're being reactive. We're being, we're fearful. We're, we're, we're feeling abandoned. All those things, those are our inner children and all they need to do is be heard. So it's the same thing. So let's back up a little bit. I want to hear more about your work and what, what led you to body talk and and then specifically what body talk is and then the next one so what led you to body talk what body talk is and then we're going to go to the four baskets in a bit but then what body talk is and then why you use body talk for this particular um focus on mama baby Well, let's actually start with that last one first. Okay. Why? <laughs> okay. That, let's that, that. that leads into why I do what I do, mm -hmm. and and I talk about it in my book. In my book, in that my I'm a lot younger than my siblings. My mom was done having kids. She wanted to leave my dad, and when she found out she was pregnant with me, she was devastated and she was resentful. And she was just waiting for my siblings to get a little bit older so she could leave. And I derailed her plans. Mm. 
as she, as we've talked about it now, older and worked through and processed a lot of it, you know, added more years to her sentence. And so the reason why I do the work that I do was I was a traumatized fetus and mm-hmm. I don't want other fetuses to go through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said in uh, an, a message to me, and I hope you don't do mind if I read it. It was just a, a cl- like a, a moment of clarity. And you said, okay, for our, what we're going to talk about, you know, when we talk, Carla, this was what this clarity that came to you. And you said that um, all of us who are physically, mentally, emotionally, um, okay, that all of who we are, physically, oh yeah, all of who we are, okay, physically and mentally, emotionally is constructed in the womb and first years of life. Prevention of long-term impact in babies, fetal life, children, and repairing it years later as adults. There is a deeper story to uncover and bring to conscious awareness to heal. And then you were saying that your intention for the podcast, and I would say in your work, is to create a desire and understanding that you can heal these old wounds in yourself and you can prevent them from taking hold in your children. And this is like, this is a huge thing. But also to take it back to just the physical, because what we're talking about here is that realization um, and this work that you're doing with people is enabling them to shift out of this sort of fear-based, you know, illness, disease model into an empowered um, exploration of their journey in life. That's huge. It's huge. It's huge. So, um, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of back up what you said, what you said just now about your reason for doing this first began with your exploration of this with your, with your own mother and your own birth story. Um, yeah. And then, and then what that taking that to the next level and helping, um, families, not just moms and babies, but entire families, in not only um, feeling better and well in this life, but also healing old wounds and the and preventing the future wounding as well. Is that a good word? I don't know if it's a good word. Wounding. Um, is that a word that you would use? Good word I usually use. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So okay. So what were the first two questions? So I said. Okay. So what is body talk? What is body talk? Yeah. What is body talk? Well, BITOC is a comprehensive healing modality that is a combination of intuition and logic. We have a protocol chart that we actually will do a muscle test on your body to ask a series of yes, no questions to communicate Mm -hmm. at the level of the subconscious to talk to your body and get the messages from your body, or in my case, also baby. Mm. and so we can if we think of us like an iceberg there's that 10 percent sticking out of the surface and everything else is below the surface at that subconscious level so first step in fixing a problem is a recognize that there is a problem to fix and b what is the problem and once we're aware and conscious of the problem then we can actually go to work to fix it and if if it's all hidden in that subconscious and we don't even realize the patterns or the triggers are there or what the underlying story of our pain is, we can't do very much about it. And once we come into a state of consciousness, then we can do it. So BITOC is consciousness-based medicine. Mm. And I work in fetal consciousness and body psychology. So yeah, conscious birth was the perfect fit for my business. Okay, so tell me, define, I think we can intuit what consciousness-based 
medicine is. It's based on being conscious. And once you're conscious and aware, you can resolve whatever it is that's, you know, needing to be mm-hmm. resolved. Okay. So you said body psychology. Can you explain that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's a big part of what is in my book is the body psychology that all of our body parts tell a specific story. And when we look at the body part that's hurting or is causing us issues or is diseased, mm-hmm. then the things that it represents is usually the underlying issue. So the easiest example is shoulders. You've hurt your shoulder. Mm. Shoulders are about responsibility, burden, carrying the weight of the world, shouldering all of that on you. And so often I remember at my son's birthday party, the the, the leader uh, was all braced up because he had and was going to probably need surgery because his shoulder wouldn't stay in place. And I explained that process to him and he's like, and his jaw just dropped. He was just in shock. He's like, Oh, I just moved out and started adulting for the first time. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so your solution is pretty simple. If you want your shoulder to stay in the socket, not need surgery, you need to just do some work at figuring out how to manage your adulting better and you will be okay. (laughs) And you know what? It sounds so simple, but sometimes that's all. I mean, you do you do a little more deeper work, right? Like sometimes there are layers. There's more things to uncover. Like you know, it's like peeling back the onion, um, or whatever, dealing with whatever waves come in. But there's also sometimes like just a shift in awareness. Like this is why consciousness based, right? Like this healing happens because even just knowing that this is where it could potentially be coming from, especially if you hit the nail on the head, that is enough to shift it. That's enough. And you can do your myofascial release because that is part of, you know, that will release actually the tissue, the issues that are stuck in the tissues you can do eft emotional freedom technique you can do emotion code body talk you know is even deeper more layers going on there but even the awareness itself right along with all of those things that you know that's going to help to move and release whatever is kind of just stuck there is is sometimes yeah it's 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 sometimes enough I'm going to give a plug to Amanda Miller, one of my body talk teachers. She created an amazing app. Go to mypocketpractitioner.com and it is body psychology. And the app, you just look up what body part is giving you problems and it gives you everything you need to know about what it is trying to communicate to you. So in my book, I have the prenatal symptoms translator and what your carpal tunnel or what your morning sickness is trying to communicate to you. Mm-hmm. And so um, some of the information for my uh, symptoms translation comes from Amanda Miller, but it comes from a few different sources and my own experiences. So as I'm on that topic, um, carpal tunnel, I have a really great story of that one. So our wrists are about reaching out and taking in life, mm. feeling like we should get a slap on the wrist. Mm. And so one of my, one of my prenatal clients I had in, um 2021 of course being pregnant refused to take the covid vaccines Mm -hmm. and she was getting slapped on the wrist she was going to lose her job she was Mm -hmm. being outed by her community and told she was a bad person for putting everybody at risk yeah 
And she, yeah, so she came in for a BITOC appointment and we did her session through all of those different concepts and working through all that stress, all that fear, everything that she was facing and helping support baby through the process as well. Yep. And then as she gets up from my treatment table, she goes, yeah, oh yeah, by the way, I've been having severe carpal tunnel and I can barely butter toast for the kids. And so I pulled up my draft of my book as it wasn't written yet and looked up what I had mapped out for the symptoms of carpal tunnel. And I'm like, we covered this, we covered this, we covered this, we covered this. And in her body talk session, we didn't do anything to address her risks directly, Mm -hmm. but I get a text message from her the next day. The carpal tunnel is gone. (laughs) isn't that the greatest it's the coolest thing and it's probably one of the hardest things for people who are listening to actually really take in and say yeah that can actually happen like oh it was just like coincidence it was this that no 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 like this really does and can happen because it is all the time all the time because it's a result it's resolved it doesn't need to talk to you anymore because you got it Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like a child going, mom, 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 mom. And like, as soon as you go, this is what my, my children used to put their hand on my shoulder. This is what we had. And they put my hand, their hand on my shoulder. And I just, I go like this and put my hand on their hand. And then they were calmed and they knew I was going to get to them. And then I finished my conversation, whatever I was doing. And I turned to them and they trusted that I was going to come to them and they didn't have to panic. They didn't have to keep. So that child going, mom, 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 as soon as you give your attention, they stop having to be and that because they get louder and louder right like that's what it's like so it's like that with symptoms it's like that with old you know traumas that keep coming up that are not resolved or emotions that are stuck or whatever so yeah I love that I love that so as soon as that's addressed that the carpal tunnel did not need to manifest anymore there was no need for it yeah. So in by talk, the first thing we check for is an agenda. And so sometimes the agenda will come up as something like back pain. Mm, yes. And then we'll spend the entire session working on their relationship stress, but huh. not touch their back at all. But the back pain will go away. That's because backs represent support and stability and flexibility. And mm-hmm. yeah, Definitely. you're not having support and stability in your relationship or money. Yeah. Um, also money. is a big part of that. <laughs> Yeah, not having support or stability that is going to show up in our back. You know, Louise Hayes, heal your life stuff is body psychology. Yes, it is. Yes. And so, okay, so just coming back to an example for that, I had back pain. Like, I don't usually get back pain at all. But um, about two weeks ago, I had some severe, like out of the blue back pain. I was like, what? And then, but because I knew that this was something, uh, there was a message here. What is this? What is this? It's not because I torqued my back. It wasn't because, you know, it was a message to me. So I explored all of that. I also did like some um, Annette Bagnell, like slow movement, like telling my brain, saying to my body, you don't have to move in this old pattern anymore. But that's still parallel to all this emotional work and the stuff that was going on in my life at the time. And also I did some myofascial release and like, and that, and then I started using my ball instead of sitting in my chair all the time, being stagnant and still. And like, because that's actually telling your body that you can't escape. 
right? So even your physicality, even how you move your body, you and I being yoga teachers, we can't, we get that how the movement, your body is not meant to be still. And as soon as you're still all the time, there's a panic that can happen underlying all of that stillness, because you we we are designed to move like this is a this is actually survival, we're, we're never actually just like, you know, sitting ducks, even in meditation, there's still movement, right? So I did all of that and it resolved. Now that could have easily turned into a lifelong chronic thing easily had I not been aware of this because this is what happens. We dumb down the body, we take a bunch of medication and then the that is not able to be resolved because when we take medication, we dumb ourselves down, the, there's more panic, there's more pain, turns it off. And then it becomes chronic. So I listen. I, so back. It's interesting that you said back. We just deal with the symptoms. We got to get to the root cause, and that's exactly. where our society is finally getting fed up with our our with our Western medicine system because mm-hmm. all they're doing is treating symptoms, and we're no one's digging for the root cause except for people that are starting to realize that we need to start digging into the root cause, and that's where Bytalk works amazing yeah. because it finds the root cause for it, it will dig down. One of the interesting things with BITOC is the priority system. I wrote about this one in my mail list yesterday that A must come before B before C. And if you do things out of order, you know, if you don't learn the foundation before you move on to something more complicated, you're going to be in trouble. And our bodies have the same priority. We're that onion. We have to peel away the outer layers before we can get to the inner layers. Mm -hmm. And if we do things out of order, it can cause a lot of stress and strife in us. And our body talk will always bring us into doing things in the order that need to be happening. It'll always take us into working with that priority. Mm-hmm. So the example I used in my uh, email yesterday was, you know, someone comes in to see me with a liver issue. If they were to go see a Western medicine practitioner, they'd probably get some sort of medication. If they see another alternative therapist, they'd probably get a liver cleanse, detox. Mm-hmm. But they come into body talk and we spend the whole session working on their colon mm-hmm. and don't actually do anything for their liver and go, right. hmm why but if you think about it and what happens if they medicate you or detoxify you and you're constipated what's going to happen yeah so we're going to get bunged up in there retoxify and so the priority and the wisdom of the body knows that if we just get that colon working and we can just release then the liver can decongest itself naturally And so we just have to work at the different layers and we got to do it step by step. And so by talk will never steer us wrong and never does any harm. It's so simple. It's so easy. I do remote sessions for people in weird time zones or that are super busy where I just do the session on myself and send them an audio file. And that's how I treat children all the time because they don't want to sit through a session anyways. Mm -hmm. And it's what is so amazing is it's in the level of uh, consciousness that when I'm become conscious, I'm aware of it. That's all that's needed to happen to heal. And so I got a message the one day from one of my mamas that I treated her eight year old and she sent me a message. Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I haven't listened to the session yet. I've been so busy, but since you've done it, she's just been putting herself to bed and sleeping through the night. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so then she listens to the session and realizes that 
I spent the session working through her birth trauma, that she was a four steps delivery mm-hmm. and that that was creating the stress in her nervous system that was disrupting her sleep. Yeah. And how, when I worked through that, yeah, she was able to sleep with ease. And, but the funny thing was, is her mom's like that night, her daughter asked about her birth and asked to see oh. what, and, and they, she showed her pictures of forceps and they like, yeah. Wow. So she had this really immense healing journey through her birth un, unbeknown to her mother that I had just addressed it. Wow. And then it just showed in their own life to dig a little deeper. Wow. Isn't that something? I well, there's a couple of threads that I don't want to miss um, before I can we continue on with that. Is that you were saying treating symptoms in the medical model. I don't even want to say treating, I would say suppressing because they're not treated and they're not resolved. They're just suppressed and they're gonna keep coming back and coming back because they're signs. And I, and I love that you said, you talk about, you know, working with children and, and being able to do that, like, I guess by proxy or in distance and that kind of thing, because there is this element of like, you know, um, well, I don't even want to get into like quantum entanglement or anything like that, but there is this energetic body that we can all tap into and, and, um, and, and your, I don't, I still don't even get how you would do this because I can do certain things. Like I understand emotion code and I can do that. And I, you know, I understand, um, you know, like muscle testing and that kind of thing and even using pendulums and things like that. But like for you, like your process that you go through is so it's almost like mysterious to me, but I don't even care because, because I would, I don't know how you'd be like, how do you, you know, tap into this, this other person's body? And how do you, you know, know this and you and you can interpret the language? Like, yeah, go ahead. It's pretty amazing. Like I'll have people walk <laughs> off the streets. When I first started my practice, we had kind of an open house at the clinic I was working at. And I had one woman come in off the street and I took us in. And so by talk, we ask our yes, no questions to that protocol chart. And one of yes, our no. things okay. is our active memories. Uh, yeah, so we do our yes, no questions to get to where we want to be on our protocol chart and to our active memories, to our experiences that are staying active and triggering in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And that is that we want to shift those to passive memories so that we can have the wisdom without them staying energetic and painful within us and held within us. And this woman, first thing, some people take some time to before they're ready to open up and yes. work through their major stuff. Yes. This one right off the the start took me to <laughs> um active memory event, age sixteen trauma. Mm. And she's like, Yep, I was, she was ready sixteen. Wow. Yeah, she was ready to deal with it, ready to work with it. And yeah, she didn't have to tell me anything. Her body told me. And that that's what happens every single day. People are always just amazed. I have people I've worked with for like three or four years and they just get distant sessions. And I just, they, I don't know anything about them. <laughs> and I just yes. keep tapping into everything that they need. And do you have, do you wow. have insight into why certain uh, symptoms will like certain physical symptoms will manifest like you know how you said back is usually relating to this and shoulders and yes it is metaphorical because I'm actually really like I'm I'm a wordsmith I actually have a background in literature like all that stuff and and mythology and how mythology is actually for real the reflection of our reality but also like 
the world on our shoulders, you know, like um, back pain is actually virtually epidemic now. You know, like back pain is probably the number one reason why people take copious amounts of prescription medication. And that's that's being suppressed on a, like a global level right now. And so but that needs to come up and come up because there's so much instability and insecurity in our current environment. And this is if you're if you're open to seeing those connections, it becomes completely obvious. So do you do is it, it this is each what it vertebra, is each vertebra has its own story so you can okay. dive deeper in yeah so in the app the amanda's app there the pocket practitioner you can you can see what each vertebrae has to tell you yeah okay i'm totally there. getting that i'm getting that right now so her name is amanda miller and what's the yeah she's like uh my dot com. okay uh, I'm just writing it down. <laughs> okay. She's one of the, the BIPOC uh, instructors that I've had in the past, and she's got a whole amazing list of modalities, but she's created this amazing platform mm-hmm. where you can just look up what is hurting you and see what the communication is, including what, you know, adversities you could have had in childhood that lay into it and mm-hmm. uh, the limiting beliefs associated with it. It's quite amazing. Um Yeah. I was going to say something else there on that. I'm giving you a chance to, but I want to jump in with a question. <laughs> I don't remember what, yeah. I don't remember what what the train of thought was there. Okay, wait. Okay. Okay. So if, you, if it comes to go ahead and interrupt. Okay. So, but what I, a couple of things I want to say there, there's that wisdom in, you know, traditional Chinese medicine and connecting different organ systems. Oh, your to... question, I do remember now you would ask okay. the question of like, hey. why does our body, why does our body come up with these things yes. as they do? Right. Yes. Why do we end up with these? things? So one of the things I look at with that is our subconscious goes, whenever we have an experience, Hey, have I been here before? How do I react and respond to this situation? Mm-hmm. And our consciousness is this giant library of all of our old baggage, our old stuff and our past life and karmic and generational stuff. Yes. And so as you experience an experience, your subconscious will pull up that book from the shelf and go and then you will react to it in that way so I find with my children that all of a sudden you know we'll have a symptom or something it's because they've experienced something similar um that's triggered it in their lifetime right mm-hmm. or it brings that back to their awareness or and, a previous lifetime you're saying as well yeah, in a previous lifetime mm-hmm. and okay yeah so that tends to be our subconscious and so it's a way of we experience something, you know, somebody yells at us and it's reflected back to an old experience that we had when we were, you know, the inner child healing, right? Mm-hmm. And that anxiety will start to surface in your body from when you were a child and it'll show up again so that you can heal it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it went away for a little while, that cycle, right? It'll show up again and again and again. And it'll show up again so that you can heal it. Yes. Yes. All, yes. And also there's a, another, I mean, German new medicine. I don't know if you know about that. There's also like some theories there from Dr. Hammer who said that, you know, there were specific um, like 
I guess, conflict shocks is what he would call them, biological conflict shocks. So like basically like a trauma, something that was, you know, disruptive or whatever that triggered a specific adaptation of the body tissues, right? Or the emotional body or whatever to to uh, compensate for that, to ensure survival. So let's say there was like a biological conflict shock that was territorial and it's going to affect the or arteries or something like that. And there was this is how he was starting to make connections as well. So there are all kinds of different like ways to look at that but the but the underlying overarching connecting uh i would say truth i guess like a, you know what that that whole idea is that there is something that's triggering this either adaptation or this message to deal with something and look deeper and so you know bringing together all of these different things like this app you're talking about or looking at dr hammer's you know like connections that he makes between specific conflict shocks and 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 specific body adaptations um really gives us like an insight but also the way you do this joanne with body talk is um it's complex for you as a practitioner, but for someone to go to someone like you, it's not like they literally just go and you talk to their they body, the right? And, and, and then they don't have to know all this. Hand. Yeah. If you're like me and you, and we want to know. Yeah. And like, and, and it is good for them to know, but you can, you can help them through that and go, okay, well, how about this? And let's make this connection here. And it's really actually, it's complex, but it's simple. It's, it's, it's simple, right? It's simplified. And so that we, you're following the breadcrumbs. You don't have to know every single thing about every single symptom you've ever had in your life, but what's showing up for you right now? What's showing up today? And then the next breadcrumb and the next breadcrumb. And for us to understand that this is just, that's life. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to have nothing happen. That's everything's fine every day of your life. Like that's, it's okay. It's okay to have the discomfort is a teacher and it's a sign. And you're like, all right, I'm going to be curious about this. And I'm going to follow the breadcrumbs and I'm going to go to Joanne. She's going to help me to, you know, to just, and it's so healing. That's the joy of it. The joy it's joyful. The basic premise is that our emotions or experiences get held and stuck in our bodies. Mm -hmm. We have all these active things that are triggered. And when we can get them out of the way, then that communication can exist within the body and the body can heal itself. So when you show up for a session, you come in person, you just lay down on the table and you move into a Mm -hmm. super relaxed, parasympathetic rest digest mode. So body talk is known first and foremost as a method of stress reduction, Uh. which is why it is so powerful as a prenatal practice, because we know that maternal stress and paternal stress, in fact, the development of the baby. Yep. And so, and how their whole nervous system is being wired how their epigenetics are turning on, how their brain is being wired, that adversity in infancy and in the womb creates chronic pain, chronic stress and disease. It's well documented. That's why prenatal body talk in particular is amazing because we can get them out of that stress mode and we can protect their baby. But even better is we can work with baby directly too to disconnect from that stress and heal genetic things and disconnect from genetic things, which is really cool. And yeah, there's so much that we can do to support that journey. It's it's amazing. It's all about 
letting go of that stress and it's so easy it's so easy for you you just lay there and a lot of people will just zone out and fall asleep on me and <laughs> they feel people always say they have a hard time describing how they feel after a session but usually the consensus is lighter that we've peeled away the different layers of stuff that's been weighing them down Oh, isn't that a beautiful gift? Like uh, in one and, and you just moved beautifully into my next question, because I was going to ask about the nervous system, and brain um, wave states and um, hormones and all that stuff. And so you just talked about that, how, you know, all that stuff becomes and what the word I would use would be harmony. You know, like, because we have like the, the, like emotions are, you know, you even said this in your book too. I've heard this a lot. I actually use this in my work too, is emotions are energy in motion and then they need to move. And so when they're stuck, they become problematic, but they're supposed to be there and there's nothing good or bad or whatever. They're just there. And, and so it's like the energy that needs to keep moving. That is, that is life is, is this motion. And, um, I love how, so I love how you were talking about the nervous system and how important that is for we know right when we're pregnant well we know now we didn't know before I don't think but um you know to deal with our own stuff because when we don't when we're stressed out that baby takes that on not just you know as uh you know hormones and the nervous system and they're born like a lot of children are actually even born with like thyroid issues right like like you know thyroid because their their hormones are all discombobulated and so and high stress and those babies that cry all the time and the ones that are you know like too like so attached that, that you can't leave them you know because they're so they're feeling so insecure and that's all about their their experience with their you know in in the womb I can see you wanting to jump in go and, and, yeah, <laughs> in the womb and of their birth and so with my practice, I actually have a no colic guarantee because yeah. by talks, our babies, they are seen, they are supported, they are loved, they are known in the womb throughout the pregnancy, throughout the birth. And when they come into the world, they know they're safe. They know they're secure. They, they are not anxious. They're not afraid. Mm. And they're just the easiest content as babies, just universally. And if for some reason your baby is inconsolably crying, I will give you free extra body talk sessions, but I've never had to do it. Wow. I guarantee it. Well, you gave me some words actually to, uh, in your book too, to expand my, my understanding of this whole thing, because yes, we get that. Okay. They're born. They've got like the hormones and all these different things um, that are going on in their own body. But also it's not just that they're um, taking that on from the parent or their external environment, but also you talk about fetal consciousness. So they actually have this consciousness of what is happening. So when you do body talk with that, that baby before they're even born, there's this conversation happening with the fetal consciousness. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, it is. um, I got exposed to this through the Association for Pre and Perinatal Psychology and Health app, Uh their birthpsychology.com. And um, it's quite amazing. It's all the research into how our experiences of conception, gestation, our birth and our first years of life shape who we are Mm. and how our whole physiology and nervous system, but also our psyche is formed in those earliest days. And so for like me, who was an unwanted conception, I was imprinted with this 
belief that I'm not wanted. I shouldn't have existed. Yeah. That I'm an inconvenience and how I've had to do a lot of work at healing the insecure avoidant attachment that comes with it. Right. (laughs) And Mm. so we have to, we can tie it back to all of that, but working with these babies in the womb, we can, you know, one of the most profound experiences I had and that's in the book is I had a, a, a woman I was working with that was here studying that um, was from Saudi Arabia mm. and her 20 week old fetus was concerned about being a, 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 a girl in that culture as they would be returning home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how profound is that? Right. Yeah. To, like completely yeah and 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 if you if you understand this whole thing it's it's like oh of course (laughs) like of course that's a concern and and yeah and so and just reading through your book and and like some some parts I actually just stopped and went oh like you know because I I just was connecting so much with you know just that actually that story in particular too and how the one the this one conversation but you know this like I don't know if the, if the word is conversation but how, what you um not intuited but what this one fetus was feeling I suppose you could just say was that uh something about him not uh being ready or something like that but the way you just talked about this these consciousness oh, uh, my really really uh, amazing my favorite 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 birth story from last from last hey. august hey. yes uh, i will share that one with you so this mama um lives an hour out of out of the city from the hospital and she has a history of fairly fast births already she's uh built a large family and so i warned her that by talk births happen a lot easier a lot faster and so you know because you've had no complications this is riding a bicycle for you you know <laughs> would you consider just you know having the baby at home and i know a lay midwife that's you know not that far from you and so they threw it around but it you know her husband wasn't comfortable and they decided in the end no nope, we're going to make the trip to the city to the hospital to have this baby but baby was still confused he didn't know what the plan was or when to come so they went a little bit over you know she hit 41 weeks I also have a no induction guarantee that if you're hitting hitting those later post dates that we get some extra sessions to find out what's going on and every single time I've used it which has only been twice um, the baby come that day. So this particular baby, I had a phone call with her and he basically just told me, go in and I will come because he just didn't want to be born at home or on the side of the road or be an inconvenience. <laughs> he wanted to stick to mm-hmm. their plan. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I have an appointment tomorrow. Should I move it up? And I'm like, yes, I definitely. Yes. As I check in with our yes, no questions. Right. And so she moved up her appointment and her husband, <laughs> she, her and her husband went in and had a beautiful lunch together, went to the hospital to get her assessed at the maternity ward to find that she was well on her way to having the baby. She was already five centimeters dilated and she was so no contractions, no signs of labor, but they admit her anyways. Mm-hmm. And she goes for a walk, comes back when there's feeling some pressure, feel something different. They check her. She's still five centimeters and leave her. Her water breaks and she, her contractions start. And from what she tells me is maybe two, three or 
contractions or so before anybody else could come back in the room. Her husband caught the baby. They went in and he came. <laughs> That's she the dream. No active labor at all, right? <laughs> That's the story everybody wants, <laughs> right? That's the that's that was what my, everybody that was wants. My second, my second, um, I had him as an unassisted birth here at home, and I was you know, had irregular contractions all day, but it's walking and talking through them, no discomfort at all, easy peasy. Um, I knew it was things were progressing, so I called my my doula friend over. It was her first birth; she just did her doula training. She's like, "You know, I'm wow. here just to observe, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> so we're just sitting around chatting, and because she just got back from her trip, and she's timing my contraction. She's like, "You're at two minutes." I'm like, "Okay, let's fill my pool." So we, yep. fill up, we fill up my pool, and we just continue chatting. And I'm getting to a point where I have to pause a little bit in our conversation. Then that was 10, she came over at 10 PM and then all, I don't know, we've been chatting probably a good hour and the pool is full and everything. All of a sudden I'm on my hands and knees grunting and I'm like, I got to push. And I stripped <laughs> off my clothes. I jumped in the pool and I think it only was like three or four contractions later. I had my son. He was born at midnight. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I want you to expand on that. Cause this is like the last couple of questions I have for you because I wanted to get to that where you talk about and and people okay there were two a couple things that came to mind when I was reading like where you talk about pain free and that's a misnomer that we don't have to have pain with childbirth and like the, we don't have to have discomfort and all that you know like where yeah pain I think you're you're you were saying it doesn't have to be painful and that we tell women all the time it, it's going to be painful it's going to be this or that or whatever I will you can you explain all of that yeah. And so we have a cocktail of amazing hormones that happen when we are in labor and birth, if we're able to tune into them and allow mm -hmm. them to be prominent. If we're stressed out and our cortisol and our adrenaline are overrunning everything, then though oxytocin isn't going to do what its job, uh, the baby is moving through your vagina. And as mm -hmm. it's creating pressure and sensation and if, and the oxytocin is the hormone of love and orgasm. And so if you are in the right altered state mindset, feeling safe and secure, you can have an orgasmic birth. And I found out about this when I was pregnant with my first and I read the book, orgasmic birth, saw mm -hmm. the doc documentary and I made it my mission. I was in absolute full faith no fear as I went into my birth that I could have an orgasmic birth with my oldest. Yeah. And in the quiet calm of the morning, I was just in my zone, just rocking, just in my, just in that mindset, in that zone, in that flow. And I had a flooding orgasm that made my water, made my doulas think my water broke. And then they called in the midwife and woke up my husband and the whole mood changed. And I got out of my zone and it stopped being fun for the rest yeah. of the while until I was finally dilated and ready to deliver him. And then the delivery was great, but yeah, I, that's yeah. So and the second one, I decided to not have anyone, you know, interrupting me, but yes. it was just a little fireball. It was quick and easy and it was just immense in an amazing way. His birth was not painful either. So here is, here is the, uh, the environment, right? This is, this is how you set yourself up. Well, so set yourself up for that. 
is being able to move yourself into that brain state. And you, and I think you said it was Delta actually in your book. And, and so into that state, having a support system that's not going to interrupt you and understand what your process is, right? So no interference. I'm not going to check you. Like uh, for me, I was checked. Like actually the doctor stretched my cervix with his hands. Like it was traumatizing in the middle of a contraction. Okay. That stalled me. And then it stalled my next birth as well at that exact moment, right? Like, so actually, no, the next two, I kept stalling at five centimeters. So that's another, that's another story for, you know, a testament to like how we replay that stuff. Our bodies have memory, right? So, okay. So going back to that. So we have, um, a support system that understands this process that can give us the space, but also the supports always there for when we need it. And the agency is always ours. It is always ours. And so, right. So you talk about that in your birth and give like lots of advice on how people can set that up for themselves. And then we have, because we're so conditioned into thinking it's going to be painful or I'm afraid or I'm, I'm this or it's supposed to be like this and all these different things. And even if we know that's not true, we still that un, that unconsciously can still be responding to that with fear and with, you know, um, trepidation, and it can create that cascade of, you know, um, hormones and all these, the ones that we don't, you know, the cortisol and the high stress, but to work with you on something on that level of body talk of, you know, like we talk, we just mentioned like EFT or emotion code or those sorts of things, but body talk in particular can set us up again for that environment where this can happen. Where this does yeah, happen. And the big, my big process is the preparation to do yeah. the work beforehand before you get into, into labor so that you and baby are both excited, ready, without apprehension. Mm-hmm. And you can just dive in and enjoy and be in that bliss. Yeah. And I just took more training in um, trauma prevention and client advocacy and uh, with an RN and learned how to navigate the system to get your wishes want. And if you want an undisturbed uh, physiological birth, you can have one in the hospital. And I learned the tools and tricks to, to oh. prepare you to have okay. one. So I'm quite excited to put that into action now. Yeah. Because I've been helping with rebirths. I've been helping people um, prepare and, you know, birth on, you know, with just a doula without medical, you know, mm-hmm. practitioners. And I, I've supported a few free births myself. I have another one I'm working with right now to prepare and, and I was always resistant. I've done a few hospital births as a doula, but it was always such a struggle because it goes against the physiology. It goes against the hormones. It goes against everything that you need to have the safety and security you need to, to birth with ease. Yeah. And so I've now yeah, learned the tools and the tricks to advocate in advance and to prepare the mama um, to make the hospital environment, give that to them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited to put that into practice. I love that. Because I love that. Not everybody's okay doing it on their own. And even yeah. with the midwives we have around here, they're so far and a few behind 
between and we don't get to pick which ones we want and the chance of getting one is very low, but it's also very medicalized and doing that same prevention and advocacy work, even with the midwives is helpful. Um, A couple of the free births I worked with, they actually all dropped their midwifery care because it was too medicalized for them and they went and free birthed instead. Yeah. I totally get that too. It's trying to, yeah, because, because our system is so like, it's literally like the, the, the container with which we have to sort of cope (laughs) and then, then operate, even though it's like a square peg, you know, round square peg in a round hole. And, and so it's just to kind of, I mean, yeah, it almost takes this uh, um, movement, all abandoning it entirely, like a movement outside of it, because it's just really amazing how, fearful we can become if we move outside of that and it, and it's like where is that fear coming from well it's all about our conditioning and about what we're taught about our own bodies and not to trust them right not to trust our bodies and to you know to move outside of um into like this this sort of unnatural I, I would guess like you know way of living and being not just birthing but just literally living and being but to not get too far into that, I want to, I'm going to rein myself back in because I want to actually just give you two examples, Joanne, about how your profession or one of them, because I know you do, you do, you bring in so many different things, but, um, in your work, but how it has actually my first experiences with them. And I've always had a very positive experience. So one of them was with my son. Well, actually my son and my daughter, and we did uh, the, the older daughter. And so my middle child and we did body talk because our neighbor was doing body talk. And it was like the least person least expected. Like, like she came from like small towns, Saskatchewan farming, you know, small town. And it was like, and she said, I do this thing. And I said, really? Okay. And this was a lot, a lot of years ago, it was like 15, maybe longer ago, like longer than that. And, um, my first, my son, I can't remember what it was that I brought him there for, but he, when we came out, he said to me, like, mom, like she knew so much about that stuff. Like he knew intuitively and also like, you know, like mindfully that she was right about all these things. And, and he was like, I remember him telling me in the, in the parking lot, he was just like, wow, you know, wow. And my daughter, she was terrified of dogs. And I think it's because there was this like shock and we were, you know, we were at a dog park and she was already a little leery and she's very intuitive and very empathic and she feels energies very strongly. And so when these dogs came running past us, she felt very insecure and unsafe. And then she was terrified. And I had to come out of the bush with one, with my youngest, my, my two-year-old on the front, my, the one that was terrified clinging to my back and my son walking beside me, I had to get them out of the bush, like carrying these children. And, um, and so she was terrified of dogs from that day until we'd, and no amount of like, you know, exposure therapy or whatever, like the dog's fine. Like, you know, none of that, like she would hide in a room if people had dogs, you know, bring him. And there was all these dogs. We don't really we're not really around dogs anymore, but there was, for some reason, dogs all the time, people would bring their dogs to a family affair. You know, we'd be at the park, there were dogs everywhere. Like, and she was just terrified all the time. She even scrambled up someone's body and onto his head because his dog was there. Like she literally climbed this person like a tree. And so we did body talk and it unraveled. So it's not like we noticed it the next day because we didn't, we don't have dogs, right? But it literally unraveled where 
she actually has zero, she had zero fear within a couple months. Like I, I actually had to go, wait a minute. You didn't even react to that dog. Like we didn't have to talk about it. And this is the beauty of this kind of work too, is that especially children or people. I was just going to say it's somewhat surprising because it's so subtle is that all of a sudden some, somebody will say, Hey, you're, you're not doing that pattern anymore, or you're not having that pain anymore. Yeah. And, and so sometimes people like, Oh, that's not do anything for me. And then like two months later, it's like, Oh, wow, that did do something for me. I know. I know. And that's right. And so this particular daughter of mine, her favorite modalities are the ones you don't have to talk through. You don't have to take a bunch of supplements. You don't have a protocol, you know, and these are the ones that I gravitate toward now as well, because I used to be very, you know, I was like, okay, well, I know a lot about herbs. I know a lot. About, and those things are all very beautiful, but these sort of like get right to the, I don't know, the, 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 the energetic core of it like and and it resolves things on the level so like right at the like so upstream that everything just starts to reharmonize and so like so her modalities okay so body talk was really beneficial for her so anybody listening right who it has children or people like you just don't want to talk it out you don't want to go to a therapist you don't want to you know it's like this that's not really necessary when you're you're working it out how many husbands I have now that I've been working (laughs) with their families and they're like okay he said yes and so I just sit down and do a session and I send him an audio file right he doesn't even have to show up (laughs) and he can work through (laughs) and it's so amazing right (laughs) But I still think there is this level of like, you know, wanting to, you know, do some healing, something, be involved somehow. But no, I get what you're saying. And then also like my one one client's husband hurt his back and it's like, yeah, I'm hurting. Let's, you know, dig in and find out what this is about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's big and sometimes it's big and sometimes it seems a little weird. And then, you know, so there is that, that's, that's all good. Send an audio file, do that. And then they start to, then that awareness starts to come and the openness starts to come and then they start realizing their own symptoms and, you know, start taking agency for that and all that. So there, there is that entry point there too, for sure. And then with children, they don't, like you said, like they don't have to sit through this big long thing because you know what sometimes happens is that we tell their, our kids they're broken because they're going to this therapy session and this this and this and then they're getting all these different ideas that are actually counter to this healing and so for them to just be not even present necessarily you know or sometimes they're present or it's because it's being worked out on a different level maybe the soul level even you know so or or the nervous system right and then once that starts to you were saying joanne once that starts to settle down then the healing can happen right but that's when that where the healing happens so like things like craniosacral and um, you know, this like, uh, body talk, um, I had an energy, like a biofield tuning the other day. And like you said, you can just lay on that. Like, I don't want to go for surgery and have a bunch of meds. I want to lay on a table and have someone do this <laughs> around my body. Okay. Like this is what this well, all, we're like, fully audio. She's holding tuning forks, by the way. Yeah. I'm holding tuning forks. Okay. Right. I don't know. It might sound a little weird, but, um, you know, this is what I, and, and it was so, it was like juicy, yummy. This is where like self care and, and like, you know, peeling back those layers of suffering 
you know, of the crap that's, that's weighing us down. That is where we like, we have all that power to do that. And it's so exciting. It's not a chore. It's not like I gotta go and eat my broccoli. It's like, it's like, I love broccoli, man. (laughs) Like, bring it on I I love like I'm gonna go lay on that table like my massage therapist I do Thai yoga massage or a yoga class like sometimes the first 10 minutes is where there's the resistance a breath work session there's resistance right because you're like I'm spending this time doing this is this for real like or you know I gotta go pick up so and so or I've got like things to do and then and then the the first little bit of resistance because that's the little you know that's like that's what happens we have this little ego resistance to change and once we get past that you do not want to leave and you don't want to stop and you don't you just you can't so I'm loving your work Joanne I think that what you're doing is I mean it's 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 life-changing it's life-saving it's life-giving it's inspirational and I thank you for your work and I thank you for this book so I encourage anybody who wants to learn a little bit more about this although this is just the tip of the iceberg really the the whole exploration is to actually work with Joanne um but the book is like that's definitely a beautiful inspirational starting point. It gives you tons of information. I've been really enjoying working on reading it. And I was saying to Joanne just before we started recording that I've read a lot. <laughs> I've read a lot of stuff. And I really, really I learned more actually from from reading your book as well. And um love how you put it together. So we're gonna have something under this. So we don't have to have figured out right now whatever's available to us or however I want Joanne wants you to connect with her. It's gonna be in the show notes right under this podcast episode. And I just want to ask you, Joanne, is there anything that you want to share about like maybe some topic that we missed? We didn't even talk about the four baskets. Get to that a little bit. How our the four baskets is the container that holds our experiences of conception, gestation, birth, and the first six hours of life. Um, from Mm -hmm. Ayurvedic philosophy, the first six hours we're awake, we're attuned, and we're just soaking in the world. And whatever happens during those experiences create that foundation of who we are. And so anything that's going on in those experiences will, you know, was I wanted, was I supposed to be a boy or a girl or, you know, did they react to me and, you know, think I was ugly as a baby. Right. And it's going to, you know, shape our perceptions of who we are. Yeah. Does it ever. So, so I encourage you. I mean, I, I hope that the wheels are turning for people listening and the, and we're starting to start to dig into your think, reflect on that just as a starting point, reflect on that birth story of yours or your children and, and what your thoughts were and what, what you were experiencing and then just see how it is reflected in your current experience of your life. And, um, so again, Joanne does that work with, uh, freeing you know taking off the weight of all of that through uh being conscious becoming more conscious so um okay so again any final words that last thing i wanted yeah that last thing i wanted to add was the conscious conception that i do fertility work that Mm -hmm. if you're not able to conceive or to carry a pregnancy to term if you're having miscarriages there's a deeper bigger communication behind that that we can help and we can work with the the spirit of the spirit baby that you're trying to pull in as well. I've got some interesting stories in the book about that realm and that 
that's the first of our baskets is conception. And so when we consciously choose to have that child and to call them in, you are setting them up right from the very beginning to the best start. Mm. Not that if they were a surprise and you were maybe not so happy in the beginning, that if the earlier we work with it and deprogram that experience, the better, right? Not wait until they were 30 something like I was. Yeah. 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 exactly which can still be very healing and it's part of your journey and all that stuff yet when you know when mine came up in body talk that story of me not being wanted it resolved my depression I didn't even it it came up because body talk will refer us um sometimes that we should go do another modality and sent me to a naturopath and I was using my yes no questioning as I was filling out the intake form and it had me mark yes to depression I'm like hmm Interesting. Uh, so uh, to conscious awareness from the subconscious. And I didn't even notice that I was in a mild to moderate depression until I was out of the fog until I was out of it. You know, you're in the water, you don't know until yeah. you're out. Yeah. And so as I came up to address, and so just shortly after I had that conscious awareness, it opened the door to unraveling that experience of, you know, my unwanted conception. And once we, once I worked through that, it was like all of a sudden the sun came out and the clouds all lifted and Mm. it was immense. And so if you have anxiety, you have depression, I guarantee that that stems from somewhere in the first three years of your life, if not the womb. Yes. Yes. So therefore this exploration is highly liberating this is what I'm talking about. I mean, you know, this is what we want. We all want freedom. We all want to be liberated, you know, and then, and then what comes next is, is really the exciting adventure. So thanks so much, Joanne, for being here. And again, um, look in the show notes for any information about Joanne and her work and also uh, get on my newsletter um, because there will be some announcements coming up. I don't know when exactly when we finally have put together the programs that we're doing relating to um, mom, healthy mama, healthy baby, healthy child program. And um, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks for being here. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. For more support, community, audio coaching, full episodes, bi-monthly live Q&A, discounts on our group coaching programs, and more, become a patron of my work at www.patreon.com slash Carla Atherton. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book, Family Health Revolution, and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at Healthy Family Formula and CarlaAthertonInspired.com. Find us on Instagram at Coach Carla Atherton and on Clubhouse at Empowered Family. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. 
Each person's health is their own responsibility. Thank <laughs> you.